I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back, I promise. I thought that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> when uh, I CC'd everybody on that email I sent. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like so, so funny. funny. Like that's the new like just, you know, your, your dick's hanging out. You know what I mean? Like it's just like this ridiculous, you know, when all the comics like because Jim is so old. Yeah. And uh, I'm old. And I remember when there was an internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know. You, you just the reply all thing is going to be really funny. He's just going in, telling how much he's paying me. So I was like, stop. <laughs> I didn't read that part. Yeah. I just saw that he responded. And usually yeah. if I get a reply all, I'm like, what an idiot. But yeah. then like Lori responded yeah, yeah, right yeah. away. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. fun. And freaking TJ gets yeah. in. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> it's so, it's so enjoy. And then I just picture you at first being like, okay, this is all right. That's enough. I got shit to take care of. Now. It was so funny. I remember one time, um, I, he's still mad at me from it. I mean, there was the owner of a comedy club in Manhattan, and it was just like I was all mad and drunk and crazy. And it was right when kind of AOL was coming out, and if, nobody was really savvy with email. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we knew that we, you know, you knew how to use it, but you weren't. I didn't understand the whole reply all thing, and mm-hmm. I think I replied all to like all the employees at the club. You know, this guy had a little dick or whatever, and it went went all crazy. Yeah. And then it was just like, of course, you know, they went right to him and all this thing, and then just, I was still. I've been banned there for like 20 years. <laughs> I did the same when I when I first met you yeah. was when you used to have that uncensored show that you Yeah, did. New York Comedy Club. In yeah. New York. And uh, so I I was just coming down for little trips and I was I really wanted to do a one-man show at UCB and I was talking to them and they're like, we could maybe give you a 4 p.m. spot on like, but it was still to me like, oh, I get to do it in New oh, York. Oh, sure. And then they kept running me around. I go, what the fuck is your fucking... Pro-? And I wrote this draft that I was trying to send to Mark Breslin, who was my manager at the time, and I sent it to UCB. Uh, and I was like, what do I need to come down there and play a game of arms with a whole bunch of untalented lesbians? You fucking... Le-. And I thought Breslin was going to read it and laugh. And then the guy responded back like... Ha ha. And then I was like, oh God. And then he passed it to his superior and he wrote me back. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not give a mediocrely talented YouTube comedian? Because, like, all I submitted was a YouTube video. Oh, if I give every comedian with a blurry YouTube video a one man show, would that make me a better person? And I was like, oh my. And I was drinking too. Oh, yeah. When you're drinking, and then you sent, yeah. and I sent it, and I go, oh my God. As oh. soon as I clicked send, I was like, motherfucker. That's so Broke crazy. Broke my heart. There's yeah. so many, yeah, there's emails. Like, I, no, I've had to, like, you know, with my girl now, Leah, it's like, you know, she has to, like, we have a rule. Like, I have to, I, whenever there's some dicey email, of, yeah. of some emotion that might be involved, I got to, like, run a pastor. Because yeah. I've had so many emails that get me in trouble, you know, just with bookers and stuff. I mean, because with bookers, I, I don't have patience. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, I could do this with my eyes closed. It's not yeah. that hard. You're making this bigger than it is. Right. You just, you're just, you just, you know, you know some talented people. That's all you do. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't grab the mic. You don't, whatever. So I get all like really indignant when the booker treats me bad. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, I do your job better than you. 
and I'm not even really doing it. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's like, and then I just, I did that with the guy at Governor's, and it was like a whole thing. Yeah. And I was just like, and I said that. I was like, Psh. I go, man, see, you guys act like this is a real job. I go, I've been booking like half drunk. And what, yeah. you know, like, I, go, I go, I go, yeah, my talented friends just get on my shows. That's how I book. Yeah. And there's this whole thing. And he, man, he held on to that for a long time. Yeah. You know, emails. I think that's. But you're back there now. I just got back. This is your first one. Well, I think that guy's out. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the hope when you do something bad. Is like, oh god, I hope this guy gets hit by a truck or gets fired. I swear, that was my thing with just for laughs. I was blacklisted, and I was like, yeah, this guy needs to leave. And then he finally left. Now he runs Netflix. So it's like, (laughs) I'm like, all right, I guess I'm not. Or, or my thing too is just like, "Ah, there's no way this guy's gonna be like, they're not gonna be doing anything. Guys at Gotham, I was like, hey, whatever. Yeah. One little club on Twenty yeah. Third Street. Yeah. Like, ugh. And then I got. Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. I'm they, sorry. They tell you you got to be nice to everybody. It's yeah, like, I guess. I wasn't. I mean, yeah, I burn yeah. bridges too. It's yeah. not fun to do it. I'm I'm mature enough now. I'll try and put stuff behind me. There was a guy. There was, was like a guy comic that I knew really hated me because yeah. of an incident like a year and a half ago. And so whenever we'd see each other, we just wouldn't look at each other. We just be weird and then a week yeah. and a half ago i saw him i go hey come here and he kinda, and i go look this thing that happened was you know there was details you probably didn't know about but i get where you're coming from and yeah but and he was like hey i respect you for coming and i dig what you do and blah, blah. so you know it's yeah. water under the bridge but i also said i think time heals all these things you know yeah i had a guy that uh this guy todd and he was a crazy guy and, and he was uh he had a thing with my ex at the time, and like she was, I like, called my inward stuff, and just yeah. got all crazy. And you know, he was kind of an aggressive guy, and uh, you know that that ex was 15 years ago. You know, yeah. it was like a whole thing. And he was down at Greenwich, and he was performing on an early show or something. And I was kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, okay, all right, you know, it's like you can perform here, but I was like, you know, we need to work this out. Yeah. So I walked up and I was like, look, dude, that thing that happened, you know, that really that was a bad time for everybody, and he, and he wouldn't accept my apology. Yeah. And I was like, dude, well you want to be here, then you need to, like, let me do this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to convince him that it's like, you know, you can't hold on to that. Yeah. I don't know. Comedy's just, we're all, I think we're all just damaged, so we're all trying to kind of, like, we're holding on to stuff that we shouldn't hold on to. Yeah, and then even if you're damaged and you feel like you're okay, you're probably not, you know? Because, like, I, I think for years I was like okay this well this is who I am so this yeah. is how it takes me to get over stuff and this and then you know I go to therapy now and you start to see oh that's not you're not you don't have to be stuck in who you are that that stuff can change how do you deal with like this is my biggest thing and it's funny because I am on the other side of it too how do you deal with deal with a club not liking you when you just like, because there's this club that just want anything to do with me. And Seller doesn't touch me. Yeah. And, well, uh, what happened? That she they just passed me and then never you? worked me. And I felt like that also Did screwed you up our friendship a little bit, you know, yeah. between you and I, because it was like, I worked at your place a lot. And then. Yeah. What'd you do? Were you there. like, kai, 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 or something? <laughs> no, <laughs> the, she, she saw me. She's like, okay. Well, Did you go go hard one night? And like, they, because I know they get weird about that stuff. They, I, get, they act like they're hip. To like edge, but they're not always. I mean, edge it's unless possible. You're, unless you're but tell. I brought the house down. Sure, like, of course. I did that's, two shows after she passed me. That's not even a question. Destroyed, 
And but they uh, came at me a little bit. I think I had. I think my issue was uh, with someone that worked there because I was on. A, I'll just say it, Liz, yep. who works there. Yeah, sure. She uh, she was on Bobby's podcast one day, and I did a DC Benny show at the small room, the okay. Fat Black. And they're like, oh, it's 15 bucks. And I never got paid. And so then I see Liz. And I, I I think I hadn't even started working there. But I was all awkward about it. You know, it's the seller. And it was a big. <laughs> so I saw her on the podcast. I go, hey, I got to grab some money off you. Oh, you said it on, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. And uh, she's like, uh, okay, maybe this isn't podcast talk. And I was like, oh, all right. So she leaves. And then I go with Bobby after to get yeah, it's kind the of money. And still haven't gotten the 15 bucks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, so SD passed me, and then uh, not working, and I'm like, something must be going. And then I'm like, ah, it's, it must have been Liz really? probably put a word in. Just and I knew she she wasn't a fan, and then she'd seen me after like destroy, but wouldn't even say hi. You know, and be like, hey, what's up? And she just kind of. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's it. But I, so now I just resign myself and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, I was really angry about it for a while. You know, that, that for a lot of comics, that's a big thing. Sure. And I was really, and then I'm like, it, it took me, I was almost suicidal. Like, yeah. that's how upset I was. Cause it, like, it I was, messes I, you up. Yeah. I checked the avails of it and I'm like, I'm not getting not. I yeah. You're like, you're having a stalker. You're like, what's going on? And then you finally talk to other people that are like, look, it's not that big of a thing. You yeah. work all these other places and all these other people love you. So if one place doesn't and it takes so long for that to kick in yeah. and then you just go, okay, that place is what it is. I'm going to make my own way. There's comics that have made their own way without being a part of that. Yeah. And they're also going through a thing now where it's like those crowds are really super woke now too. Oh like yeah. The crowds I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, so that's it. But I don't, I won't, I don't like walking by there unless, you know, if I if I see a tell, I'll talk to a tell. But the rest of the time, it's just head down and I stroll spot, by there. Boom, boom, the place doesn't out. exist to me. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's, you know, we, yeah, you know my history with that place and all that stuff. You know, it was. Uh, I remember reading back and forth. your tweet. It was either a tweet or it may have been Hi Piper or it may have been like a Facebook message or Probably. MySpace. It may have been that long ago, but the night <laughs> you got past there, sure. hi, baby girl. Yeah, it's a big deal. And you, know? you were like, did five spots. I remember it. And you're like, yeah. did five spots last night, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then got passed to the cellar. Yeah, and I remember yeah, yeah. that. And it was like a big deal. And it was before you know, I even lived It's here. unfortunate that like, you know, it's that uh, it does cause, so, you know, you're so happy when it happens, but at the same yeah. time, it turns into something else. It's kind of like one of those things where like you see the really pretty girl and then you really get to know her and you're like, oh, she's crazy. You have AIDS. <laughs> what the hell? We just did it unprotected for seven minutes. And I did great. You told me I was the best you ever had. Chris Rock slept with you? Oh, no. Louie's leaving your house. Oh, no. Change the sheets. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's like that's what it feels like. It, it, well, it's funny because it was a goal for me as it was a goal for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I get weirded out by it. And here's the thing with the comics. It's like... This is what weirds me out with the comics that leave, you know, you know, Greenwich and then they go on to the thing. I feel like people should fight for the for the, uh, you know, for the chance to, to to just like casually play the club and not be such a big deal. I feel like if we rally around yeah. like Russ plays it and there's guys that play both clubs, I just feel like they just get their grips on like, you know, you have to play here, no other play. And it's like, yeah. I feel that's what I, that's what drives me crazy. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like comedy to me is this individual freelance thing that yeah. we just do. We don't have a boss. That's why we do this. Cause we couldn't handle being in a cubicle right. and having somebody over us telling us what to do. 
So I think that really bothers me. Nobody stands up for it. And then a, sh- a nice shout out once in a while would be nice because I feel like when these guys pass the cellar, they're like, "Oh, we post this cellar." Like, hey, yeah, you That's know, true. I, I kind of grinded you out a little bit, yeah. you know, to get you there. So and maybe a little shout out would be nice. So I get a little, so I get a little yeah. worked up. You know, I get worked up, yeah. and then I just need time to rethink everything. And that's, and that's your what room is like a quintessential down and dirty village room. Like yeah. it, all my it rooms is, have been that way. It, yeah. And so you you really got to make your bones. There's nothing you don't get it handed to you in that room. No, that's a tough because room. It's, and it's also like you also sometimes get those people that are like, oh, we didn't get into the cellar. These yeah. guys better be super yeah. funny. They're they're very suspicious of the show. Yeah. So you yeah when you crush in Greenwich, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a standing ovation anywhere else. But uh, so yeah, so I've gotten over that, and I think it's just like one of those things. But I still have some people who are just kind of like, eh, you know, just be nice to be recognize but that's therapy you know i've worked on that with therapy where i I can't just do things for people and then expect you know everybody to give me back what i feel like i deserve you know or don't be good to people like don't you can't be like you know help the lady across the street and then yell at her for not you know thinking you know yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) i deal with it too where there's like a lot of i think a lot of my growing up was like guilt related you know where it's like hey we did this for you so you should feel this and and he's like you you know people should just give because they want to give. It's true. And it's, it's, true. it's a really hard thing to take on. But it's weird when you're like, you know, the Phil Spector of comedy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you look at my roster, you're like, I don't know, man. I got it. It's all yeah. something. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you got an eye. They'll see, I'll see. Like I said, yeah. like I'll come down and even yeah. when got like those check spot guys, I'll be like, oh, this guy's got something. Yeah. You know, well, the, most of the check spot guys are my students and then everybody else is, you know, kind of in the in the in the farm league if you will because yeah. that's what i think i think that's what makes me angry is uh the sellers should be sending me a bouquet of flowers every year yeah. you know what i mean and be like thanks for the new recruits yeah. because it's like you know it's that's what it is like the farm league it's yeah. like they go on it's like the the cyclones or whatever yeah. and then the sellers the yankees but we're getting them ready for the league and yeah. it's like you know that, that has to be acknowledged instead of like yeah. what do you think these guys get funny yeah you know they don't get funny in an open mic and they're not picking any new talent right they're just taking talent that's already kind of being formed mm-hmm. like and that's the thing they're not they've done it a few times i've seen them try to do it and it just it's awful yeah they'll take a brand new guy that yeah like, we're you know what i'm talking like, about <laughs> they take a brand new guy yeah. and he'll you could tell he doesn't work even when if i pass if i don't work you then you probably need some work yeah because if you're good i'll work you even if you're a dick if you're really funny i don't care mm-hmm. so it's kind of this interesting thing that happens over there yeah. but they, anyway they should at least invite you to the christmas party or something he invited me once we had a big we had a bad uh yeah. podcast experience yeah and it was just because it was like it it was kind of a setup you know it was kind of one of those things where it was just like you know i i, I just he wouldn't allow me in the building yeah because he thought i was gonna poach his and i was like those guys were my friends first just yeah. so you know like you know what i mean and like whatever like i'm gonna go over hey, hey man <laughs> you wanna play the Greenwich? like in a trench on, coat real quick like, <laughs> you're, stand, you're standing on a midget shoulders <laughs> so he doesn't recognize hey, hey, you man, hey man you know it's like no it's like come on dude it's yeah. like but i can't even go over there and have freaking wings without it being a big deal i do miss those wings yeah those wings were the wings, best part of it best wings thing. i hated that table i went and sat at that table a couple times yeah. and they I just get these evil looks from the most awkward autistic guys that work there and I was just like oh god yeah. I, I really sometimes I'd be like I want to just go in there and punch two people in the mouth and walk out like I understand <laughs> if I was the joker that'd be the place I'd go you, oh, yeah. well, you that- get what you deserve <laughs> 
Well, that's what I was saying the other day. I was that you know every comedian's a check spot away from being the Joker. You yeah, know what I mean, like we're what all a great movie. By I didn't way. see it yet. Yeah, I oh, want to okay. see I'm it. Not it give yeah, me any I definitely can't wait to Hang see on, it. Let me. Yeah, let me do you think? The baby. Talking about the table. Oh, the Joker. The table. No Joker. Spoilers. The table. It, what a great movie. Well, the table thing is interesting because it's like I feel like the table at the cellar is. Um, yeah, it it almost like hurts comedy more than it's trying to like. I see what it's doing, but I almost want to be like, yeah, those guys aren't really here anymore. Like yeah. the, the table that it was built for. Right. <laughs> Patrice is dead. Yeah. Geraldo's dead. Yeah. Bird doesn't come in there. You know what I mean? It's like, is it just the Atel table? You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like there's really... I don't even think he hangs out there. He I doesn't. See him I've never seen him at the outside. table. He he's always outside eating candy outside. or smoking or something. Yeah. He's never like... He's always in those stairwells. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's kind of a. I, I see the idea. It's to like you know you're trying to like you know recognize the talent and mm-hmm. the people that are come before you and all that stuff. But I don't know, man. I don't think it quite. It uh, you know I got an email one time from a comic, a pretty big comic, a lot of television and stuff, and he didn't want to play Greenwich because like he was on there a lot. He was playing the club a lot, and he didn't want to be a part of the club anymore because he said there were too many young comics mm-hmm. in the club. And uh, I thought that was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. And so it was like this thing where it's just like, what do you want, dude? Like, you know, like I want to be around people that are just getting into this. Yeah. Because it's like that energy is what makes me stay in it. Yeah. Because if I'm just around a bunch of old dudes, Ross Bennett, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) After a while, you're like, Okay, I just can't be around you anymore. Yeah. Like, it's the same old, like, ah, well, you know, just still hanging in there, you know. Yeah. I want to be around some excitement. Yeah, I mean, there's so. a beautiful thing where everybody has a place in this, you know, and it's like, you, yeah, you want to see the older, more experienced guys because you want to see what they're throwing and what type yeah. of stuff they're doing, but you also got to see these people that remind you like they're like oh so full of hope they're oh maybe i'm gonna get to do this or maybe i'm yeah. gonna get on this and, and you're like oh okay that's that's a cool thing to have too yeah I and mean, this is you know what's driving us to what i'm gonna bring up next but you know i think it's like in new york city you literally have to have this enthusiasm for spots like that mm-hmm. you like each spot has to have and every time i never take a spot for granted like as um if, if I get a social, if it's paid or whatever, it's like, you know, just any spot in Manhattan, New York City, um, any day of the week is a big deal to me. Yeah. Because I feel like that was always the goal. Yeah. Is to be a New York City comic because we're better than everybody else. Yeah. So, so, it's so, true. So it's like the, it's like the, you know, the French painters or whatever. Like there's the, the you know, the Spanish surrealist, whatever. Like there's, you know, New York City comedians is like this whole other art form. Like it's this whole other league of comedians. Yeah. And, uh, so I pride myself in that. So to get as many of those spots as I can is like a big deal for me. So yeah. I love popping around the city. I love getting as many as those kids. Now, I've never gotten uh, 25 in one night. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mental. <laughs> I can't believe you pulled this off. You were, uh, you were part of it. I scheduled some yeah. with you. Yeah. You were, you were I, on a uh, bunch of the shows, I too. I can't believe you did this. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the... In the his, actually, his kitchen, not my studio. Um, we have uh, from television and film and all kinds of fun stuff, Comedy Central. Uh, Detroit Rock City, which is it's a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> Warehouse two. 13. Boondock Saints 2 yeah. is a great one because it's like you just this little weird scene and like a wrecking, like a, a junkyard or something. Yeah. Like it's a funny little scene. They see you in that. 
And uh, I, the Comedy Central thing is great because I really, because um, you're one of those comedians where, you know, you are Rickles on crack, but you're also a very good storyteller. Yeah. So it's nice that, you know, people got to see that side of you. Yeah. Because you have a great riff with the audience, what I love, but I also know that there's such good stories there within you. So that was cool to see Thanks, you, like, tell man. a story. I've seen you, you know, tell a couple of things and, about, you know, friends and threesomes and all that stuff. So yeah. it's always funny to... And you, you are one of those guys, too, where I think you're you're doing a lot of amazing stuff, but you got so much left in the tank to get out there. Yeah. You know, like Vic Henley said the best thing to me one time. He was just like, you know what? You're funny, Dustin, but, you know, you're funnier than your material. You have so much more. And I was and it, I do. I mean, yeah. I have so much stuff I'm not talking about that I, I'm can't, I can't wait to get out there. Right. I think that's what moves kind of a, a veteran comic is knowing that there's still so much great stories and material and yeah. that stuff. And that's a tough yeah. place to be because yeah. When when you need to evolve, but you're also in this place where you're like, okay, well, I I do well for a living, yeah. So it's that thing where you're like, you got, and if you're living off spot pay and stuff like that, you got to be delivering on all those spots, and sure. you don't feel like you have that time to be like, I'm just gonna mess around and yeah. breathe and do yeah. this, and we have to find a way to do that to really yeah. evolve to be, you know, if you want to be churning out specials like Burr and Chappelle are doing, I feel like you yeah. got to do that. And I'm guilty of not doing that. I mean, yeah. I evolve at such a slow pace. It's line by line for me. And yeah. I don't work long form anymore. Like it's, and I, and I would love to get back to that where I was doing my first years were like, okay, let's be a storytelling comic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just fortunate with that comedy central thing. Cause I remember the first time I did that story and better comics watching and they're like, what are you doing? That's not stand up. Yeah, and it was like, uh, you know, to, to get that on TV or whatever was just such a, oh, okay, I, w I was right. You, you know, trust your instinct <laughs> sure. and it's going to be right. But it's to evolve like that. You got to, you watch Burnow. He takes L's all the time in clubs. Like he'll go on stage. I've seen him at West Side. People get, oh, bro. Burr's here, sure. but he just works on new shit. Gaffigan, same thing. Yeah. Gaffigan doesn't annihilate in clubs. No. But then you watch... I've seen Chris Rock tank. Yeah. yeah. But then you watch that special, and you're like, oh, that's where the work came in. It's like, they yeah, go yeah. and just take it on the chip. But they're also at a place where, you know, I don't want to make it about money, but when you got a few mil in the bank, you, your spot <laughs> in front of 30 people yeah. isn't like, oh, I need this 75 bucks real bad. Yeah, you get uh, that fan base to kind of cushion, you know, everything yeah. that you do. And uh, they're also the pressure of new material. But I feel like I'm getting better at that. Like, uh, I used to just, you know, open a certain way. And if it didn't yeah. get a certain kind of response, then I would switch to something that was A material. But yeah. I'm trying to do that more. I'm trying to, like, take it on the chin a little bit and not feel like, you know, this needs to be worked out. Like, yeah. I need to work on new stuff. I'm evolving as a person, you know. You're one of those guys, and I hesitantly say this, but it's like where... It would be if you worked long form, like almost even in a solo show, the yeah. stuff that you would have. First of all, nobody else has those stories. That's the that's the beauty of those long form. Yeah, I knew nobody else was talking about jacking off in front of a dude for money, <laughs> and and it caught and it it may take longer for that to catch on than like yeah. here's my five minute late night spot. Yeah, 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 but it's like when you uncover all that stuff, it's just gonna you rise like a phoenix you know yeah and, and you really stand out and then you get to call your own shots and that's what the, true in the past few years the industry doesn't matter anymore like people say it a lot 
it's really a true thing. Like I, I learned from putting a movie out now. Yeah, I was like, oh, they, they really don't matter. Whatever you want to do, you can do it on your own. And especially Absolutely. when you've been doing it long enough that you have a network of people that you know, and you're like, okay, I need a camera crew. I need an editor. I, I need someone that can do distribute. You know all those people. Yeah. So the only thing stopping you from doing that is yourself thinking the industry is going to give you something or, and it's like, even once you have a hit or you have something good, maybe you'll get 20, 30 grand yeah. easier, but it's yeah. like, it's everything is on us to do it. Anything we don't have, it's because of us. The industry doesn't hand out anything. You watch those comedy central, like digitals that they do now. And you're like, those are bar shows. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. literally bar shows yeah. with newer comics. Half of my check spot getting, guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting fifteen hundred bucks, and it's like, oh, okay, that's a break. That's a big. Break. Yeah. Years ago, it was like I need that Comedy Central credit. Yeah, and then Letterman, get, Comedy yeah. Central, anything like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so here we are, Aaron Berg, everybody, yay, yay! <laughs> Thank you, live audience. So you did this documentary, and um, you know it's great because I remember you toying with the idea, like just in conversation a little bit about this kind of, you know, Steve Byrne had done a uh, documentary. Uh, did he do a documentary? Or he just did the record. He did, did a he, doc. Did he, he put it on YouTube. Thirteen or bust. It's called. Okay. Yeah. It was, a, but it was like a twenty-five minute thing or something. Right? Yeah. It was a different a, time. Him, Bill it, Burr, it Bobby like a, Kelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like who could do the most? They no, all tried. They were just shooting the shit. Oh. Okay, uh, so they were in it, but they weren't yeah. like all trying to. Was, that's pretty funny. That that idea is that should be your next one. Everybody's just trying to be the ring. That's <laughs> have like funny. forty guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm next. I'm the next. Same night. I'm next. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> so, so you do this thing. I know you've been doing some press for it and stuff. Do you New York one today, right? Yeah, that's so awesome. exciting. That's so cool. New York one's the, the best. best. I love that guy, Pat. What's his name? I never knew Pat, Pat Kiernan. Kiernan, he's great. What a it's a cool dude, a, man. Because when you move Smart. here, New York one is everything. Oh yeah. You're but, broke and you first you don't even have cable and you can watch New York yeah, One. You just plug like, it in the wall yeah. and get New York One. <laughs> Man, one day I want to be on that. And it's so quintessential New York. And it really so is. they it's called fun. they emailed me. Yeah. And uh, oh, they emailed you. That's great. Yeah, and they're like, Do you want to come on and talk? And he's like, I got an idea. We have this brick backdop and you could do some stand up. Oh no. And, more, and I go, It's a horrible idea. <laughs> It's a whole, you've done like morning have, time stand up. I did New York one or not, not New York, New York oh, Fox Day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I do not want to. And it's yeah. like, even if you get the crew laughing, which means it's funny, sure. you're still like, you don't want, I didn't want to. Yeah. So I go, look, I, I, I go full disclosure. I'm really dirty as a stand up. I don't want to ruin your show by coming on them. Let just do an interview with me. And they go, okay. And so I got there and he's like, just please, we're a family show. And I go, yeah, no, I'm not going to curse. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm off but, the, I'm off the, Stage, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was so fun. I didn't know, but he's like a famous dude. This back here in a guy, he oh, does yeah. a newspaper segment every day. Brings out the newspaper. Dude, that's the best thing for bits. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you're trying to do topical bits, yeah. like if you have to do like a, a packet for something, just watch that dude. Yeah, because he'll take a paper and just get all all, all the meat out of every story. Yeah, I just, I, that's how I write when I have to do topical stuff. I saw Dick Gregory do that once at Car You ever see him live? No. Once I read his book. You heard Caroline's. Of it? Yeah. I don't, I, what was the name of that? I I stopped saying I that word. People say the name. <laughs> Ten months ago, I stopped saying the word. I used to say it. Uh, I stopped because I was working with Ian Lara, and uh, he and I would say it a lot to him yeah. as my friend. He was open to it, and he goes, "Hey, man, could you just not?" He goes, "I'm not offended." I'd just prefer if you uh, didn't. And then I saw it from his point of view. That's and, and great. So now I just write it to him. But uh, 
So, you have a so, tattoo, though. You want to yeah. say? <laughs> right across the chest. It's buried under a swastika and a Jewish star. I'm so confused. You really are. I love uh, it. But Dick Gregory I saw, and he would take the paper. And I saw him at Caroline's maybe 10, 12 years, and it was one of the best stand-up shows I'd ever seen. Oh, that's great. And he was going from, but then I went and saw him a couple years ago, and it was I couldn't watch 20 minutes. Yeah, he, he couldn't come out. They announced him. He didn't come out right away. Yeah. And then he's like, it finally came out. He's like, I'm sorry, my diaper. Like, oh, my diaper. And he just, and so it was, it was really sick. You got to see these guys before. The, I never got to see Rickles. I, saw Rickles I never live. got to see Cosby. No, I didn't see. Wow. I'll get him on the comeback tour. <laughs> With uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> get to see Louis. Louis and Cosby. They should tour together. Yeah. That would be hilarious. But that is great. Yeah, yeah he just plucks Fa- it from the headlines. Fallen Legends. That's money, son. Yeah. <laughs> Fallen Legends tour. Yeah. I'd call it something else, probably. <laughs> they probably don't want to be called the Fallen Legends. Yeah. yeah. The what Consent Comedy it? Tour. Consent Comedy Tour. Just I like, mean, Louie's doing great. She said, he said. <laughs> he said, she said, there's no girl on it. <laughs> It's the you know the the Toronto scene fell apart. I'm jumping all over here, but oh, there, there was a uh, trans comic in Toronto yeah. that was very outspoken. Louis played Toronto a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Sold out in two hours. Okay. They had to add At two shows. Yeah, and uh, this trans comic was like, "How could you? You people are garbage. You know what he's done to women. Your women feel one of the bookers from yeah. Nobody would say anything." Yeah to this person because you would be deemed transphobic. I got you. One of the bookers finally just goes, hey, stop throwing stones from glass houses. Why don't we open up this conversation to people you've abused? And then within two hours, five women came forward and they go, yeah, she did this to me. Or she, they, they, they did this to me. They did this. Really? And in a day, boom, this like the person that was running the Toronto scene who's trans and all the queer people rallied around was basically thrown off the throne wow. in like a day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's interesting to watch, but yeah, Louis, I mean, crushing it at a club level, which is a big hit from him. You yeah. know, you want to hear something funny? Um, <laughs> he masturbated in front of you. He wanted to play Greenwich and I wouldn't let him. Really? Yeah. Because not because of what he did. Right. It really nothing to do with that. I think he's the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Mm-hmm. I really do. He I is. truly do. Um, I just think it's hilarious that I got to turn him down. Yeah. <laughs> because he wouldn't come anywhere near the place a couple years when ago. he was on fire. Yeah. So it was kind of like I got a call from one of my managers, uh, Howie and stuff, and he was like, yo, Louis here. He's got a dog. He wants to go up. He's standing outside. He was, And I was like, I don't think this is the best time for me to say yes and if i'm there and i get to kind of talk to him and whatever yeah. but it was just like and he was so like you could tell he was just defeated like i don't think the seller puts him up anymore right i think they kind of like were tired of all the backlash yeah but i'm you know i'm weird because like, i'm a nice guy but at the same time if you're stupid enough to like really mess up this amazing ride that technically is half a lottery ticket mm-hmm because it's just right place, right people, right for this guy, do this thing, open for this guy, work with... You, you develop a network. Bill Burr was friends with Chappelle, whatever. I'm not saying these guys aren't phenomenal, because they are, but their circle and where they're at in their comedy, when they started, all these things, all these things come into factor. So what I'm saying is, like, when you have it, you really... 
you really have to be careful of, of what it is that you have and not mess right. up. Like, it's, like, it's a gift. And so if you're, like, one of these people that just, like, the fact that he's, like, let's say Aspen uh, Comedy Festival, he was a writer for Conan at best. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that was where his level was. That's still pretty big to think that maybe you're going to get a little further. Like, yeah. just don't do stupid stuff. It's not about, I don't give a shit about the asking and all that. To me, it's just about, why, just think ahead. You got to have a no person. You got to have somebody going, no, no, put it away. Let's right. Go. That's what his other. But I also don't know if he was at that level. And I mean, look, the way he's explaining level, it now, he's like, look, I've got a thing. My thing is I like to jack off and I don't like to be alone. Everyone's got a thing. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I have a thing where I like to talk dirty and role play. But my wife just constantly says no. You know, that, yeah. that's her thing. I'll just be like, call me, dude. Hey, come here. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what do you want to do? And she's like, why are you being like this? So I'm like, okay, my thing doesn't fly. So it's like if your thing is like, yeah, hey, can I jack off in front of you? But you're not going to do it in the green room. No, I wouldn't so that's do it the in difference. the green room. But you're not going to do it in the green room. I, I mean, it's look, I've been a yeah. big defender of his. I'm not even friendly with him. He used to come on my shows, and I would just be, I'd be like, hey, how are you? And I would know my place around what was one of the biggest comics It's a stupidity thing. Time. To me, it's a stupidity thing. It's it, to me that's the bottom line. Is just like just don't do it. Like these, this you know, this Antonio Brown guy. Like there's, it's always some celebrity that just. It's like just get your shit together, yeah. make your money, and go away. Like you right. don't need to. You know what? I don't know. I just don't think. That's... But I also feel like, and this is people don't bring this up, in it, and you used to think certain talent uh, gets you certain privileges. So I feel yeah. like. Hey, when I started headlining, I could drink more and I could be more forward with women. Cause so that's that also may be where his headspace was. I don't know. I mean, it was a it was a huge fall from grace. But I think the fact Hilarious. that he's like that he's selling out clubs is. <laughs> I mean, he will start doing theaters again. Sure, but it'll be you know it'll be like okay, I'm going to Toronto. Why do seven shows when I could pack all those? Pay? And he's going to start doing theaters again. No, I'm sure. You know, Canada. You know, Canada is. Uh, you know, I think to them too. It's like, well, it wasn't. It wasn't Canadian comics. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of American girls. <laughs> Whatever. Is so forget. Like yeah. your prime minister did blackface. And look they, at that mayor that the guys had yeah, for a while, smoking <laughs> crack, doing patois. <laughs> but they have the audacity. And I made fun of them, and yeah. they freaked out. What in Canada? Yeah. yeah. Like Rob Ford. They're like, oh, hey, easy. Yeah. I was like, really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's amazing. They'll like, Trump is the worst ever. And they're like, your guy's doing blackface. They don't see the irony of it. They just forget about it after three days. I'm very oh, yeah. excited to get there uh, tomorrow and talk shit about it. It's boring <laughs> out. Um, Such a weird people. I'm so happy I escaped that country. Me too. Yeah. We're glad to have you. Thanks. You're, a, you're one of those guys that's like... Um, First of all, I think we all root for you. I think it's one of those things where it's like this this documentary that you did, and what I is it a documentary or yeah. is it or is it an interesting way to do a special? I think I call it a documentary. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a purist in terms of special. I think a special should be a, a special. Because Chris Rock did something that was like spliced. Yeah, he did three shows yes. that were like word for word, and he spliced them together. Which was, he did that was London. A, that was a weird one. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it was his best. Yeah. No. Is uh you know the Ray two- Romano did back to back shows. He did like two yeah. uh, separate cellar rooms. Yeah, um, it's kind of. I just... call it a documentary because okay. there's more to it. But Gary Goldman's latest one, which I heard is phenomenal, um, his is like some stand up and some documentary. 
So I think that they're becoming I, a bigger thing. Now. I saw him welling up on stage, and I had to turn it. I, uh, <laughs> I've also seen him freak out on audiences. I have, too. And want to fight people. I have, too. And I, I well, mean, that's he may be better now. I'm kind of team Brennan because I, I really am. <laughs> I love Kevin Brennan. The reason like, I love Kevin Brennan man. is he's out of his mind, but he's actually like he's done. He's done my podcast. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's he's approachable to me. Whereas yeah. where Goldman is friendly, but you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything to help me out. Right. Whereas Brennan is kind of a comics comic in that sense. He yeah. he, he will he will talk shit about you if you act like an idiot, but. I don't know. I like him. I think he's, he's hilarious. He's an old school guy. I think he's, he's hilarious. First, I think his comedy on stage is just when he's just on and it's all hitting cylinders. He's hilarious, yeah. man. He's an underrated I fucking agree. gem. And, and Goldman is a master craftsman. He, he is. is such he is. a good writer. But he it's is. also like I was at Gotham last night and I was closing out and Goldman was on too. I walked in, and Goldman was on, and I usually see him and shake his hand and say what's up. Yeah. And last night I was like. Maybe I won't say hi because after the Brennan thing, so I was just kind of like, I'll go to the bathroom and come back in a few minutes. I don't want to get, he's so tall. I don't get it's like, yeah. I'm going to be going at his kneecaps. Hey, you hit my friend. Why'd you hit my friend? Um, but he, yeah, I've seen him freak out. I, he was at the stand one night. There was maybe 15 people, and this big juice head came up to me before. He's like, hey, man, I love you, man. I love you coming. I was like, thanks so much. He's like, so I come off. He'd be like, when are you going back up? I'm like, oh, there, well, there's other guys I was hosting at yeah. the time. And Gullman went up, and this guy was like, you're not funny, man. You fucking suck. And Gullman's like, how about you shut up, okay? But like that, and then the guy stood up, and Gullman's like, oh, this is a mistake. This guy was like three of me, just yeah. jacked like Marine, yeah. full of juice. And there was no security there that night. So Gullman asked to the back of the room, he's like, Aaron, can you help out? And I'll be back. I, just want, I was like, this guy would have made a mess of you. He would have made a mess of you. So then, he, of course, he stormed off early or something like that. Which, you know, that's that's what he was known for. Yeah. Was, ah, this mic sucks. And he'd just roll out into the yeah. street. It's really interesting because it's like I saw him, you know, Leah, you know, uh, she was emceeing one night and... Uh, he flipped out on a guy. He was doing. He was doing like cocktail fruit. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. Because it's like you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> niche food group bits. He was yeah. seriously. That's yeah. what he does. He yeah. does perfect like stuff. I just can't. Him and Gaffigan. They do stuff about food that I could just never do. Yeah. They're brilliant at it, yeah. and they're making a gazillion dollars at it. And yeah. if I could do that, I would pop tart jokes. If I could, I would. Yeah. But I just can't. It's not in me. And so he's doing some like you know grape joke or baby carrots or something mm -hmm. and it was like somebody said you something like you suck or something yeah and he spit on a guy oh, i heard just this story. <laughs> yeah spit on a guy and then he gets on stage and he said the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life and he was just like you're just jealous because this is what he said and joey gay does the best i don't remember exactly what he said but he said something you're just jealous because i'm six foot four twisted metal full of sex appeal like some sort of like mm -hmm. rant about himself <laughs> Yeah. about how great he was and we were just like what is happening <laughs> something he says to himself in the mirror before he goes out in the morning you're six foot four steel and pure twisted metal sex appeal go get him care and so he spits on this guy yeah. i think he said that first okay and then he spit on the guy that's oh, what geez. it was he said the like i'm the greatest of all time kind of thing and then he, i'm sexy and then he spit on this guy and then the guy stood up the thing and then leah Poor thing. She was probably maybe nine months into comedy, mm -hmm. and she's emceeing for the first time. It was like the Comedy Village, which was the Boston. Mm -hmm. And she was like, looked at me. We were just our day. She's like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, 
you go back on stage because <laughs> he threw the mic down and got off stage and she and that's when she became a comic because she was yeah. just like i go you just got to deal with this i go you get up there do five minutes yeah grab that microphone and figure it out and it was like one of these like we have that thing like this trauma for her is mm -hmm. what kind of made her a better comic yeah because it was like something she had to deal with yeah but he uh but what's great about him, though, I will give him credit because I, I don't want him coming at me and scratching no. me. But I think what's great about him is he did that kind of comedy for so many years. Mm -hmm. That kind of just whatever, great comedy, but it was, you know, jokes. And then I think this special is about dealing with all that shit yeah. in his head. It's about just, and I see, he comes out, we see the same therapist, you know, he walks out of the thing yeah. and everything. I see him, I see you, I see all you guys. Yeah. And so it's like... Um, so that's what's cool is like he was known for kind of, it was this hidden secret amongst us that we were like this guy's crazy and then he does a special yeah. about dealing with it yeah. which like you know coming face to face with it so that's pretty fucking cool yeah I watched you it know? when he I think that's was cool. working on it he did yeah. like a 25 minute spot and I was like oh this is just I mean he's always been I, the yeah. first time I saw him I was like oh I thought he was some horrible TV hack because I'd only seen him on last comic and then I yeah. saw him live and I was like oh this guy knows what he's doing and yeah. then to watch it now it's evolved so much for him and well let's get like, back to you yeah fuck this guy yeah, let's get back to <laughs> he comes in and throws <laughs> us both against the wall how'd you know where i lived <laughs> you just your six four right. twisted metal and sex appeal <laughs> walks out the door so you get this, this my doc documentary is touching <laughs> talk too. to me talk to yeah, me like, talk me about this thing you go, go i did 25 okay and uh I, how do you do that that's impossible what time I did you was, start what time was the first spot 405 p.m that's not that's not that early no and it was 17 club spots five bar shows three open mics that's the breakdown okay. of it uh but the night i came up with it i was i was doing greenwich and i think eastville and new york so i had nine that night and i was like did nine and I'd just gotten sober and I was like, wow, there's a lot of time in between. Even though I was doing nine, I was sitting around smoking a cigar and I was yeah. like, I wonder how many I could do. And I went home and wrote it down. I'm like, I think I could do 18. And then I was like, okay, well, Steve Byrne did 13. I should be able to break that record. And then once I started planning it, I was like, I should swing for the fences. So it was down to, you know, the minute, giving myself 10 minutes to get in between each spot. And I came up with 26. And wow. the night we tried it, I was going for 26, and I hit 25. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It was crazy. There was a flow. Yeah. All the stress was just getting to the shows. Yeah. That, like it always is. Once you're on stage, oh, yeah. you're fine. Like, like a jet pack, you could do 40. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's if like, someone breaks it, I mean, someone will. I don't I know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I was thinking just to mess with you. you know, I was like, yeah. hey, I'll do 26. <laughs> but well, I was TJ like, said you know he what? wanted to. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm thinking about breaking that record. Yeah. He told me like maybe eight yeah. months ago. I go, can you wait? Because yeah. I got a documentary <laughs> coming out. Um, I, I think someone famous could do it. But yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't famous. And no. I'm not. But it's but like. That's what makes it cool. Yeah. Because you're like, a, you're just a road like warrior club comic, cool dude. Like, yeah. we're, that's what makes it cool because you're not some. Seinfeld guy just you walk in and they're like oh this guy you know? yeah I mean they are but you know maybe at the pair or something but not yeah. you know not you know you still got to work for your spots yeah. so that's what makes it more intriguing I think yeah and, and that's you know it's, it's not easy you know that to, yeah to, you know, if you want to load up your weekend sometimes it's a pain sometimes I'll be like oh okay I just got two at Dangerfields yeah and you know but now I'm I'm thankful i'm like okay i can chill out on a saturday but you know you want to work as much as you can and you want to fill your schedule what were all the uh, club or the clubs that you did new york greenwich uh stand stand up new york 
What are the quotes that I do? I didn't. Did you do LOL? Yeah, I did LOL. I didn't. That's touch, a good one to do. You I didn't do touch like... Gotham. I didn't touch Caroline's, and I didn't touch the cellar. Oh wow! Oh, and comic strip wouldn't put me on, and that was a bone of contention for me. But I oh. mean, that was the first club that passed me when I moved here. Yeah. But I, I wasn't working there a lot, and I talked to um, Swedler, and I go, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. If I could get five minutes, he's like, no. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, all right, yeah. all right. Since then, I stopped. But I don't, I don't work there. I don't say that. Stand up New York put me on one. I think I did four at Greenwich, four at the Stand. Four at New York. This is when there was only one New York. I did Creek in the Cave. I just sent the list to somebody. I have the whole list, actually. Yeah, that's so great. Um, and then there was little bar shows. There was like Bunga's right. Den on 14th Street. What was the longest set and what was the shortest set? It was a year set? club, 17 minutes okay. on, on the last show. Oh, you did the last show the at Greenwich. La- just, well, and then I went to LOL. So oh, okay. yours was the late show okay. at Greenwich. So that so was we about got that, two is in a good the Greenwich footage? Is yeah, okay, there's good. a lot. There's a that. lot in there. Okay, good. There's one of the real bad sets is at <laughs> yeah. Greenwich where it was the early show. Yeah, and the guy, some guy, was whacked out on pills. Hilarious, and just didn't know what he was saying. So, the, yes, yeah. Piper. <laughs> <laughs> I just said whacked out on pills. My Here she comes! Hi. Yay! How are you? You want to say hello in the microphone? Hi. Say hi in the microphone. What's your name? This is Piper. You just learned how to say your name, Piperberg. Piperberg. Are you bored of Coco Melon? I get it. Yeah. We're talking st- to Dustin. We're almost done. We're getting close. Getting close, and then me and you yeah. will play puzzles. Puzzles. So, uh, so cool. So this thing's available Amazon. So how did you? Um... It's Amazon, Apple TV, uh, okay. Comedy Dynamics Network. They're basically so Comedy Apple Dynamics did all the like work for that, getting it on stuff, or yeah, they. Okay distributed it we basically made a movie okay. and they're like hey we'll throw our name on it and get okay. it out there for you okay. <laughs> that's what they do that's what distributors do okay so yeah. cool man so yeah. you you make money off like people downloading it and that kind of yeah thing. i think okay. people down once you recoup their costs and then, okay. uh, then and we you try to break that. even i mean i me and matt o'dowd basically uh put all the money in ourselves to make the movie and it was a gradual thing where it's very cool you know we shot it so we paid the crew and then we paid the first editor to put stuff together yeah. then we paid an editor to form a story and we had to get color correction and sound and stuff but you can did make you uh, movie. is each set um that you captured a little bit different or did you do some jokes like watching how sometimes out audiences react differently to each type of you know i repeated a couple jokes throughout the night, but I did okay. a ton of crowd work too. Yeah. So every show was different, but there was like a couple stock lines I had like, well, I moved here to live my dream, which was to perform in front of eight people or and then three, it'd be people. Like three people and five yeah, people. So yeah. that showed up twice. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing the black chicks. I love sleeping with black chicks joke. I did that a few times. I did, uh, I don't know if I had the black life splatter joke back then, but I, <laughs> wish I did. Well, you're evolving. You know yeah, I, mean? I am evolving. And, and that's an amazing thing. <laughs> you really watch are. it four years ago. And there's moments, there's this great moment, because there was some real heavy-hitting comics at the yeah. premiere the other night. And I'm like, I wonder what they'll think. So they watch me do a couple sets, and I'm doing my thing, which is crowd work. And, I, and you're watching it, and if you're a comic, you're like, this isn't good. <laughs> you know, it's not good. So then there's this moment where after like three sets, and I'm killing with it, I go... It's not very good, the stand-up that I do. <laughs> so it breaks that tension and all the experienced comics get it. And it 
takes yeah. you into this thing. But I think I think a lot of comics have that thing where you know when you're killing all the time, you're like, okay, I could do better than this. There's, there's yeah, stuff that I could but be doing. I uh, probably my top five bombs are uh, following you last spot at Dangerfields. I followed you about two months ago, and man, it, I, I still wake up at night sometimes. Really? Like it was, yeah, you did great. Oh. And it was like one of those, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know when you follow somebody that's crushed, yeah. and you try to kind of like, I'm just not going to do anything they did. I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah. And then it's like, does it work at all? Because yeah. all they want is what they got. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm learned, I've learned. <laughs> Swap it up. That guy was fast and loud. I'm going to be quiet and slow. Oh, boy. Sit on the stool. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> just all relaxed. Yeah. And it's like you, yeah, you had one of those sets, so you're just popping the room, and, yeah. it's, and it's fun to watch. I don't think I, I think it's a craft, and I don't. I never look down on good, and I don't call it crowd work. I call it crowd connection. Yeah. It's like it's a thing that's not easy. Everybody, because I coach comedy, and all these little ding dongs, they don't get funny until they can figure that out. Yeah. Peter Diabro was my student, and he didn't figure out how to get funny. Until he could figure out how to connect to the crowd. Right. Until he knew how to like rock the crowd and play with the crowd. Then he could be himself. Yeah. Then he could talk about all that great stuff about getting locked up and stuff. But none of that worked when he didn't know how to connect. Yeah. And so you're a guy too. Talk about long form. You have such a good way of connecting that it, you know that will be easier for you now. Yeah. Because you know? you've like learned how to. Because the 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 crushing is the easy part when yeah. it comes to like. You know, but the connecting is, is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like, we can all write jokes that, like, kind of bring a crowd together. But connecting is not as easy as people think it is. No. You know, because I remember, you know, like, Lampanelli and, uh, you know, I was up watching her. You know, it's funny about her because, you know, her whole thing was, like, you know, she kind of was doing this thing that was, like, you know, really working for her. Like, she she was older woman, and then it goes this thing, and she was, like, slapping the crowd around. It was a good thing. And then, and then you heard her whole story where she turned into kind of this motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, <laughs> going around and, like, and trying to inspire people and stuff. And then the other day, somebody, and I was just, and then I'm kind of rolling my eyes at this whole thing. I'm like, really? And then and then the other day, somebody said she dropped in at Broadway. And I saw a post, and somebody goes, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli was on stage. She called me a faggot. And I was like, she's back. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, she's back. <laughs> just a couple days ago? Yeah, like, yeah, like a couple weeks ago. That's great. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, thank God. Because she was so good at that. I was like, dude, don't, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like when Dice cried on Arsenio. Yeah. It's like, just, man, just be you. That's what the, you know what I mean. That fan base wants you. I called Lisa yeah. when I went through. You know, my radio show was going through a thing about a year ago. We were yeah. into it with like uh, a woman that was some fans were going after. So I called yeah. Lampanelli and I go, "Look, I'm dealing with this." And I figured Lampanelli was going to be like, "Well, fuck them if they can't take a joke and you fucking double down." She's like, "You should apologize to them and <laughs> you should, uh, you know, evolve your comedy so that it's not a fan." And I was like the fuck is wrong with this chick <laughs> and literally two days later she went on stern and she's like yeah i'm quitting comedy and i was like oh shit okay that's where this came from yeah because i thought she was gonna be like fucking damn the torpedoes you go at it yeah. freedom of speech she's like yeah he should apologize and you're a dad why are you getting into it and yeah. literally that type yeah. of stuff and i looked at christine because christine was on speakerphone and I go, this, isn't this weird? Should I listen to Lisa Lampanelli right now? I mean, she, and yeah. luckily we didn't, but yeah, it's good she's back. I guess. Yeah, It'll know, be I interesting think- to see her. Maybe she was just, maybe she was scared. I get when people get scared by watching what's happening and people going after dirty comedy and people saying you can't say sure. these words. So then she makes a good living, man, you know, or she did. 
and to be like, oh, that could all go away. Because you always think that in the back of your mind. Yeah, like, I think oh, so. Somebody could just be like, hey, you're not working anymore. Yeah, but I also think it's just like, you know, the game changes, but if you got a good three-point shot, you'll yeah. still play. You know, it's like, and we're all like, you figure out how to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because 70% of the time, we're in front of crowds we don't really want to be in front of, especially yeah. when you do New York shows. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in front of, when I say that, I mean like, you know, sweater white people in their 20s or whatever. So you're just like, you figure it out. And it's it's fun to watch yourself figure it out. And there's sometimes a joke, like, like I just clan jokes and stuff and I would and I've kind of put them on the back but sometimes I'll pop them out yeah. if I feel like whatever but it's interesting to me it's like it's really about like I used to do this whole thing where it was just like I made fun of different races and stuff and now what I do is I find a way to I'm still doing the same thing but what I'm doing now is I'm still making fun of the stereotypes but I'm making fun of it in a way like you can't hate these people. If you do, then you don't get to partake of the stereotype. Right. And so it's like this angle that I figured out how to how to kind of like turn it and still do the same act. Yeah. But it's like a way to be like, well, then you don't get tacos if you hate Mexicans. You right. Know? You don't get da 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 if you hate this person. And so like it really kind of and it it feels smarter than it is because yeah. I turned it a certain direction. Yeah. So it's like that's all you have to do. You have to just be you know creative. Yeah. And how you racist. You racist. Yeah. Your racism has to be creative. Frame your racism better. <laughs> Trick the woke people by framing it. That's right. Just hey, you know it. these people that think this, <laughs> and you just think all of it. Well, I'm very excited to see the movie. Um, I can't wait. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. A lot of people cry. Yeah. watching it oh, well it's, you know i saw enormous. a couple of clips and I, that's one thing i like about you you're very grateful for being in new york and doing comedy yeah. here and you're grateful for the the posse of comedians that are around you and so i'm very happy that you that you like you said you just did something yeah you know i mean so many comics we're so smart we have so many ideas but half of us just leave it in a notebook yeah we don't do things and so you you've inspired me to do some stuff cool because I think that's, you know, you just got to do your own thing. Yeah. Especially now the market is open. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, you can make your own content. And so very excited to see it. Uh, 25 sets, Aaron Berg, um, available on Amazon, Apple TV, all that fun stuff. And anything else you want to promote? Your Dish podcast, all your stuff? Uh, yeah. In Hot Water, Monday yeah. to Thursday. You'll be on that very soon. That'd be fun. Governor's Day. That's on compoundmedia.com. I've got a new podcast coming out called Gum Fridays. <laughs> and it's uh, me and Gino Bisconti <laughs> and the guys in the booth. And that'll be on Patreon exclusively. And uh, tour dates, I usually post them on AaronBerg.com. Album recording, New York Comedy Festival, November 7th, American Etiquette. That'll be at the stand for two shows. Awesome. And that's a book you wrote as well, right? Yeah. I just read from the book. It's so easy. (laughs) I don't have to memorize anything. It's like an audio book slash stand-up show. That's the best recording ever. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Piper. Thanks for letting me in your home. Thanks, uh, Piper. You guys are great. Thanks for coming um, all the way yeah, here, Yeah, thank you. And please keep listening. I'll leave you with this. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.